You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So enjoy. What is up, Hulkamaniacs? Mm-hmm. Welcome back to another episode of Big Boys and Body Slams. My name is Zach. Over here, we got Kyle watching the Packers game. I, I'm kind of distracted tonight. I've had a bad day at work. Real Kyle's, just, day. Kyle, Kyle's hey, in an Eeyore mood today. Screw you, fans. You know what? To be honest, if I could just like have the gra- glass break somewhere and like have a little mixture of Stone Cold Steve Austin and break stuff by Limp Biscuit hit at the same time, I'd probably kill Luke and break something over his head. The sports room would be destroyed. And then, no, of no, course, no, 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 no. Sports room never gets touched. I'd, go, I'd I'd destroy Luke before I destroy the sports room. Wow! But it would be in the sports room, right? Oh That's no! I would, I would throw you out the window. What you would just turn in? I'm the just hole? kidding. I wouldn't hurt Luke. I love him. Oh well, Luke, how are you? you? How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm a little intimidated now, but I'm doing wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. I apologize if I sound a little uh, under the weather today, mm, as I'm recovering from a head cold. Um, but we are going to roll through and we are going to have an action packed adventurous show for you tonight. We hope you all enjoyed last week's episode on, uh, hell in a cell. In a cell and you I guys... hope you enjoyed our mock draft. I think we'll have the, the, uh, yeah, Survivor Series I'm, I'm running behind on the Survivor Series stuff. I got busy at work and it's all good. We yeah. got time. We got you time. guys ready to hear about some good shit because we, we are today. We are looking uh... at the first two episodes of AEW dynamite, but mm. I think we have to start with some other stuff before we hit the good stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, the, the good old, the good old E, the good old WWE, because they have just, uh, They've been continuing to do their They're thing. They're hitting back-to-back-to-back-to-back dingers. Uh, SmackDown was bad this week, guys. Uh, follow it up from a bad Raw. We got a bad SmackDown. I got, I got to say something. Hey, man, you say have the it. floor. How do you put out the draft pools and put them in the order they were going to get drafted? How does that happen? Uh, it's bad. It's a bad look. That's all that I can is, say about that. That is terrible. Too many hands in the kitchen, dude. That's what it is, you, right? You can't just push alphabetical order. I do that on That's Excel all day. That's what they were supposed day. to do, and they botched it. And the funny thing is, people didn't notice until like the second round when they were like, "I think they're like, this wait is a exactly minute. what they put on the well, website." When, so I looked at the draft pools that day, and I was like, "Oh!" And then I was seeing them getting drafted. I'm like, "That's weird. That sounds vaguely familiar." And then I see it come up, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the way they've handled this draft. I mean, how... I think I said this to... It was either Luke or Kyle. How do you botch a draft? They, they've botched How a, do you botch a draft? Put and a wild card rule in it. And they've managed to do it. And... Well, I mean, this is deja vu, because we just asked last week, how did you botch the Fiend match? What are they doing right now? This has got to be the worst, like, few-week stretch in the company, uh, quality-wise, that I can remember. It's I mean, wild it's to me been that they're, bad. they're doing it right now, too. I know. What, the time when your competition is shown up to play. And we know that they can compete. We know WWE can compete because they've competed against anyone that's ever come oh, up yeah. against them. It, it's weird. I mean, I don't know if, how much everybody listening saw or heard of the draft. It was presented in a, in a very um, sports-oriented way. Which I like that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I do like that. But then you had Joe Buck and Troy Aikman doing analysis and you had the war rooms with the executives from both networks uh it was a okay, little so i just read the recaps i need to go back and watch they it was a joe, little they had joe buck yeah they had very briefly but they even had like a rod on and yeah it was a little from. much it was a little much uh but it was very foxy yeah the premise was fine it just the execution was a little interesting um 
and just the way they the way they they only draft so they had two draft pools they released one was going to be on smackdown one's happening right now on record but the names in the draft pool only like half of them got drafted and then after the show they announced a bunch more draft picks they were like free agents yeah they do that every, every draft though every every draft they do they have random guys switching at the end um i also think we need to mention mike canellis who has requested his release today as we're recording this on Monday. Couldn't imagine why. Uh, it probably won't get granted, knowing the WWE's track record with releases as of late, but we'll see. You know what You know what would happen, right? What? We'd see the Kingdom get back together, I bet, if he got released. I mean, mm. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that you, for sure. You could see that in any of the other three companies that yeah, are out there. Yeah. I mean, it's just... You can't blame the guy for asking for his release. They're embarrassing him and making a fool out of him pretty much since he came to the company. Right. And the last few weeks have just been really bad. You know who should be next? Who? Rusev. Yeah. Yeah. Rusev. I mean, I Dude, think... AEW needs giants. I think at this point, it should be a statement that a lot of those underused guys should just in mass start asking for their releases. Even if they don't get them granted, just they need to show that they are unhappy with the way things are going right now because it's... It's bad, and I don't know what the the end game is for them at this point. I don't know how it gets better. Uh, I know that's that's a weirdly negative take for me, uh, because I technically I or typically try and look at the positives of things. But I mean, looking at the state that this company's in right now, how does this? Where do they go from here? You know? Right. Yeah. It's 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 sad actually. Oh yeah. They, it is. they, they have so much talent that's just wasting away. Well, and speaking then, of a uh, company, oh Luke, the, you have the, a comment. I mean, this draft, it's kind of what we've. Ben saying this draft was supposed to be refreshing and take away all Half of the Half of the nonsense. people that are moving are not even moving shows. It was supposed to take away all of the nonsense. You know, the wild card rule that was pissing us off. Uh, I, have just, a, I have a feeling that the wild card rule is still going to have a couple more weeks left of it. Yeah, probably. until the, I, I think until, until all the names. Yeah, probably until Saudi, I guess. Um, yeah, but we'll see where it goes. Should we talk about something that's not negative? Yes, please. Should we talk about AEW Dynamite? Dynamite! So th- we're going to briefly go through the shows because we do have two of them to get to. Um, we'll start with the first one. We'll give our ratings for the matches. We'll give our show ratings. Then we'll move on to the second one. So we'll kind of look at them as separate entities. So AEW Dynamite Week 1 is coming to us from Washington, D.C. on October 3rd, 2019. 14,129 <laughs> people. Packed house and the people are going wild. Banana. I mean, tell me you guys didn't get a little tiny tinge of nostalgia when you have Jr. going crazy to a full arena, and then you there's got Tony signs, Schiavone pyro. It, it was awesome, dude. And I don't know if it's Tony. I mean, we're probably not going to be able to talk about this too much because we'll be flying through matches. But Tony, uh, Tony is way, 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 way better. Or excuse me, way better than I thought he would be. I know he's, he's really been, good. I know man. he's been doing MLW and that stuff, but. He played off of Excalibur and JR so well, and it's almost like he reinvigorated JR. Too. I was thinking that same thing. Be- yeah. Because JR, in these past two weeks, has made more passionate calls than I've heard since he left WWE. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong at all. I think that this commentary team doesn't just work, I think it's exceptional. I think it's They're one of the great, better commentary dude. teams right now in wrestling. And just the addition of Tony Schiavone has made such a big difference to the way that. The commentary is handled. I think it's been great. Uh, we don't waste much time. We go straight to a video package for uh, Cody and Sammy Guevara, which is going to be the first match in Dynamite history. Kyle. The the first thing I noticed when they're showing the building, one, we have Conrad Thompson sitting in, in the, the crowd. front. He's yeah. a hard man to miss. Yeah, he's there. And then What's that supposed to mean? He's a very large individual. Oh, okay. He's large and in charge. That's and, right. and then we see my boys, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Who, who will come into play later. I'm going to see later. the new movie tomorrow night. Woo! That's exciting. Nice. That'll be cool. So excited. Um, 
So we do start with Cody versus Sammy Guevara. What do you guys think of just that being the first Dynamite match? Uh, you like it, dislike it on the fence, don't think it matters. So I think for your first match, you either have to have something crazy so you either have to have like a tag team match, like a tag team match or like a hardcore match, or you have to have a name. And out of those names, it's got to be Cody or Jericho, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think this was the perfect choice, especially in hindsight to open the show. Oh, Cody yeah. is maybe the most over person in the company right now, um, which is crazy, which is crazy. Yes, uh, yeah. But man, when he came out, it was a WrestleMania level pop for him. He is over here. Uh, he He's gets kind a, of the Messiah right now. Yeah, exactly. Really. He gets it's... a big display of pyro and then, uh, Guevara has some good heel work. The crowd instantly doesn't like him, which is a nice touch. Like he is instantly oh, dude, over as a heel. The second he comes out of the entrance well, ramp, Zach, people are booing him. You said it perfect. He, he just has, has the most the, punchable face exactly. I've ever seen. He oh man. Well, it's funny because like MJF was like the ultimate douche, and he's so damn good at playing it. Yeah. But Sammy just his there's something about him. Everything he's just he a, just gets under your he's skin. He's a tool. Is yeah. What he, is. he just gets under your skin. It's 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 so it's really good like mjf is a pompous <laughs> ass sammy guevara is just like a a, a tool and but, i'll tell you what this match was really, good. Can really I tell, good i was gonna say can i tell you that sammy guevara is great sammy guevara really, is, really he, good. He, and with a little more seasoning he's he could be a top tier main eventer for years oh definitely because he's still young he's still got a whole career ahead of him and as we see later in the show he's put in a pretty good situation uh this match was really really good a couple os cut dueling os cutter spots for near falls um guevara at one point causes Cody to take out Brandy Rhodes on accident with a suicide dive. I do Me. think that spot could have been a little stronger, especially watching it again. Sammy didn't pull her quite as strongly and like as hard as I would have liked him to. The spot was still effective and it got major heat to for Sammy. Uh, eventually the end comes. There's a standing Spanish fly from the top rope for another Guevara fall. And then uh, he goes for the shooting star press. Cody gets his knees up. Brutal looking spot. He rolls over into an inside cradle and Cody Rhodes wins by pinfall in... In 12 minutes, about. They're about. 12 minutes. Yeah. Uh, this was 12 excellent minutes, man. I This this is one of the rare rare times where I enjoy the match more the second time I watched it. Because I watched it, we, Kyle and I watched it live together, and then I rewatched both of these shows over the weekend. And I liked this match more the second time I watched it, which what, almost never happens. What'd you give it? Four stars. I thought this was the perfect way to kick off AEW on TNT. It showed you the exact kind of uh, match to expect from them. And uh, yeah, they... Hit it out of the park. I gave it three and three quarters. I think with a little bit longer, it would have been in that four, four and a quarter range. Uh, it seemed like it just flew by, and that, much, and I mean, it's a TV, it's a TV match, so you're not, I'm not expecting five stars out of it. Right. I got three and three quarters. Um, we've said about a lot of matches, like this one, just we've said hypothetically, right? This one has just never really went past that point. If it had five more minutes, ten more minutes, and it would have been excellent. This one didn't, I I wish there would have been a few more minutes, but it didn't need it. I mean, 12 minutes, concise, they got everything yeah. in. Sammy looked like an absolute beast. Yeah, he did. And they keep following this this kind of storyline um, where all of the elite, really, I mean, but Cody is struggling with those, with those young, agile guys, like with yeah. Darby Allin and now with Guevara. And then you also have, this is just like a common theme, and I really want to give a shout out to the elite. Um, because the Bucks, they're all showing vulnerability. Yeah. So the Bucks, as we're going to talk about later, they uh, they uh, put others over, other tag teams over. Kenny Omega is putting over everyone in <laughs> sight right now. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's obviously concerns when they're the bookers, right? That it's going to be something like old WCW where they book themselves too highly at the detriment of the product. Right. And so far, we can rest assured 
they are doing excellent and they're they're keeping themselves in premier spots yeah. however they are putting their company and their roster over which is huge yeah i think i think that that i'm glad you brought that up now because it was something i did want to talk about and uh, I don't care what anybody I know, I know several people who have skewed negative thoughts on Cody Rhodes. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. He's one of the best workers on earth right now. I'll, I'll, yeah, I want to piggyback on that, too. Um, everyone's, for it. everyone's saying that like the elite doesn't. And I was going to bring this up at the end of the show and we can talk more about it later. Sure. Um, everyone's saying the elite is just putting themselves over. Oh, OK. They're not but, watching. But so Cody Rhodes tied with Darby Allen. They had a draw time limit draw. And now Darby Allen looks like a star. Yeah, he, and he, that's something that's going to tie in after after uh, we're done with both episodes. I'm him and, bring up, him and Dustin lost to the Bucks, who made the Bucks look like a, a great tag team. I mean, they are a great tag team, but it made them look better yeah. by beating a former WWE tag Sammy team. Sammy Guevara took him to his absolute limits. Right on the first him. episode of TV Almost ever. Almost had him. Like yeah. he was dead to rights. Yeah. But the the Wiley veteran move got and him. And did he not give Dustin the best match Dustin's had in ever ever in, ever? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally ever. Yeah. yeah. So so Easily. I don't and then. I guess if you just want to keep going with some of the elite guys, look at Omega, look at the Young Bucks, look at Adam Page. They're making stars out and there. And I'll be lying if I said I wasn't concerned about that going into AEW, but they've pretty much quelled any uh, any worries that I've had about them putting themselves over too much. And here's the thing. No, no matter if you like it or not, two things. One, they do run the company. And right. two, they're over. So... It's not like you can just stop using yourselves. People want to see them wrestle. That's the reason. That's the reason people are tuning in. It's a big part of it is to see the elite. So, I I just think people need to settle down about that, and I think people need to give Cody a little more credit because I think he's on top of his game right now. Absolutely, and I don't think he could have a bad match right now with anybody. Right. And before we get to the end of this match, I just want to say I love Spanish flies. Spanish flies are super Amazing. one of my favorite movies. They, they're very they're very dangerous. Oh yeah, but man, I love them. Uh, so after the match, uh, Tony Schiavone comes into the ring. He starts to interview Cody. Swami Guevara interrupts. What a wonderful moment though when, when I know Cody just hugs. Tony. I know that was great. Uh, Sammy and Cody have a brief stare off. They end up shaking hands, but this opens the door for Chris Jericho, who rushes the ring. Sammy Guevara, uh, notable by his absence at this point, as he slyly sneaks underneath the ropes and leaves. And the whole ad break, it's picture in picture, the whole ad break is Chris Jericho just beating the shit out of Cody. Yeah, pummeling him. <laughs> it's great. Um, at one point, he takes, like, I think it was a staff like a, a staff photographer's camera and he takes a selfie with it in the middle of the ring. And if you guys haven't seen this selfie, you have to look it up because it's in hilarious. The selfie Jericho took with this camera, it's floating around online and it's amazing. Jericho's on one. Oh yeah. He's on one. He's been on one since AW started. Um, it was really good. I mean, it just uh, instantly established the title match they have for full gear, um, which may be up in the air. We'll see. Uh, but what happens the next episode and then that's that. And up next, we have Brandon Cutler versus MJF. MJF cuts a promo out of the ring. He calls the fans poor. He's uh, better than us. He says he's better than you and no, you know, know it. it. He's better than Brandon Cutler, and he knows it. And then uh, he says Dungeons Nerd. and Dragons may not be real, uh, but it is It is. It is real. Like, it exists. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, this match, for what it was, was actually another match better than I remember being watching it live. Uh, there's actually more to this match than I thought. It was only about a three-minute match or so. Can I tell you my favorite spot real quick? Yeah. The trip. When Cutler is walking out of the corner, like they were tied up oh, in the corner, yeah. Cutler walks and uh, MJF sticks his foot out and pushes him over and yeah. trips him. Um, and it was just, it's classic heel asshole. Yeah. 
Uh, Cutler actually got a decent amount of offense in this match. The turning point does come, though, when he goes to the top. He wants to do something off the top, but his knee gives out, which allows uh, MJF to capitalize on it. And then he gets the salt of the earth armbar in, and uh, Brandon Cutler has to tap out. Taps very quickly. Uh, the match was how long? It was 2.59. So not even three minutes, but they did squeeze a lot of stuff in there. A lot of good heel work by MJF. And it was good to see MJF get in the ring. Yeah, I give it a solid three stars. One for each minute of the match. Uh, I gave it two and a half. I don't think it reached that point. It was great, though. Like, it was a great squash match, but it was a squash match. It just made MJF yeah. look really good. Pal, I want you to elaborate more on, on why three stars. Uh, just, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You nope. gave Sabu and JL three stars. That's true. Yeah, that was great. It was uh, three I minutes. You, I want you to give... Uh, I give it a star for each minute. I thought they crammed a lot into a very short amount of time. Uh, Brandon Cutler got a lot more offense than I remember him getting. He controlled like the first half of the match. And oh. I think it really put over MJF as a heel and a scrappy guy who does whatever it takes. The second time around, how um, how legit did that little injury look? Uh, it still looked as legit as it did the first time. Was it actually legit? No. Oh, okay. I'm sure it was Because it felt like they... I mean, I know it was supposed to be a squash match, but it still felt like they... Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't early. heard anything about it being legit or not. I'm guessing it was a work because it did feed directly into the finish. Uh, but, I mean, maybe it's... I hope it's not real. Before Luke sure. gives his rating, I'm sure it's not three with the reaction he got on your <laughs> It is. It is not three. It is two and a quarter. Wow, he hated this match. No, I mean, it was... It was a squash match. Yeah, it was a squash match. It uh, wasn't, though. It wasn't a squash match. Yes, it was. Listen, go back and watch the match. Would Luke I ever call rate a three-minute no. match? No, he would three never. Three stars? He never. never. Go back once. and watch this match. If you guys really think it was a squash, I highly recommend you go back and watch it. It's not a squash. Brandon Cutler got most of the offense in this match until he hurt his knee. And after that, MJF was able to lock in the salt of the earth. He did. I mean, MJF got some offense, but Cutler got a lot more than I thought he would. It was still a glorified squash match, no matter what you say here. Yeah, I guess. Uh, up next. You guess? Up next. Oh, I'm on one. Hold on. I'm lost. Up next, uh, we have Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith. Jay and Silent Bob reboot Silent in theaters Bob, now. That's right. Well, I guess it's only in theaters Tuesday and uh, Thursday. So Rip. Uh, they are being interviewed by uh, Chris Van Vliet, and it's not long before I have to call them this. The Hybrid 2 show up. And Helico. Jack Evans and Helico, and they just start running down Jay and Silent Bob, and uh, Private Party shows up and gives them some juice and gin. gin and juice. And then that's the end up segment, just a fun way to get some celebrity involvement and uh, put over the tag team. So did you hear about that? What? So they were supposed to be on SmackDown. Oh yeah, I saw that. They were that. supposed to be on SmackDown, and they blocked but, it. But but they were trying to get as much publicity for their new movie as possible. Yeah. So they're like, oh yeah, we're going to AEW too. Yeah. And then SmackDown, WWE canceled their. Yeah, I saw. I heard about that. Salty. Yeah, man. that'll happen. That'll Salty. Happen. Salt of the earth. Uh, after that, SCU is on the lawn of the White House. Uh, Scorpio Sky has an exceptional Barack Obama impression, by the way. Uh, and they pretty much just say this is the worst town they've ever been in. And then they're on the ramp being interviewed about by Tony Schiavone, which is a classic look and feel. They're being interviewed about the uh, tag team tournament coming up. Uh, Scorpio Sky says he's going to let Kaz and Daniels handle this one. Uh, their experience makes for the most well-rounded experience they can. They're one point with the world's greatest tag team mm -hmm. of the world. That's right. And or the world tag team champions of the so world. So nice Sorry. you had to say it twice. Yes. And then after that, the Lucha Bros come out and they start fighting. And they have to be pulled fighting. apart by security after they start fighting. Cero. Miedo. It is kind of weird that uh, Jericho was allowed to just beat Cody up and down the arena. And then a couple shoves happen and security just starts running out. But I digress. It really doesn't matter in the long run. Up next. This is a juicy one. Hangman Page versus Pack. Uh, this was a match that I was really looking forward to going in. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Remember when Pac was uh, 
jobbing Enzo Amore? Yeah, I do. Okay. That was I fun. Remember. Twice. Yeah. He yeah. lost two matches to him. Uh, and then he walked out. And now he's being used as he should. This match, they just come out fast and furious. And they just start going at it. Um, it it's so weird to see ad breaks during matches of, of a match like this. I, okay, so I do like that they put the picture in picture. But it's very hard to concentrate. It is very hard. And... One thing I've noticed, for better or worse, in WWE style matches, when they go to ad breaks, you can kind of tell because they do a lot of rest holds. It's rest holds. They yeah. slow down. This they don't slow down at all. Like a lot of times, I've been noticing the best parts of these matches are happening during the ad really? breaks. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I, it's kind of a lot to have to take. I don't. In. I, yeah. Okay, I wouldn't say it was the best part of the matches, but they do significant stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot happens during these ad breaks. Uh, so it's just a lot to kind of get used to. Uh, it is nice to have picture in picture, but. It'd be nice to hear the crowd and hear the announcing and feel the energy, yeah. you know? Uh, but I understand you have to do ad breaks, and it's weird. We are interviewing, we are reviewing TV, so it has some different uh, different set of standards here. Right. And this was a situation when I didn't like this match as much as I did watching it the first time. Really? Yeah. I still liked it a lot. I still liked it I still it gave a lot. it 3.75. The ending eventually comes uh, when Earl gets stuck. He's like kind of stuck in between the ropes and Pac. This allows Pac to donkey kick Paige right in the ding-ding. And then he Thank hits you. the black arrow onto Paige's back, which is just a brutal-looking spot. And then he instantly goes into the Brutalizer, the Rings of Saturn, and uh, Paige is forced to... He doesn't really he submit passes. as doesn't much me. as uh, Earl Hudman just kind of calls... Like, he kind of calls the match because uh, Paige is in a dangerous position, uh, which is a good way to really put over that. Was it that or was he, like, unresponsive? I thought he... No, he was, like, screaming and yelling and stuff uh, the whole huh. time. Uh, Kenny Omega passed out during it. Paige did remain conscious. That was Omega. But he, you're right. He yeah. couldn't. Uh, he couldn't quite. Couldn't quite do it. I gave it three point seven five. How long was it? It was thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes. So a decently long match. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I. I'm excited. I hope that they go back to this at some point on a pay per view because man, they have some really good chemistry. Well, week three is Pack and Moxley versus yep. Omega and yep. Paige. Yep. Um, they I, are stacking the card for Wednesday every every way. week. They stack it. Um. Uh, I gave it three and three quarters. I really liked it. I would like to see this keep going. Yeah, this me w- too. When this match was on um, uh, uh, Double or Nothing and it got pulled, I was so, I was so disappointed. This match was really good. Uh, I mean, it got to what I thought it was going to be. I'm just hoping to see a longer one that's not on TV so we get more. Pack, uh, pack is amazing. I gave it three and three quarters. Um, we knew, obviously, Neville was incredible. He Who? Uh, Neville. Who? Adrian Neville. Who? Um, he's now packed. The man that gravity oh, forgot. Pack. Yes, oh, yes. Okay. Um, but it just shows you how underutilized he was. We all knew, I know. obviously, but just to the extent they are pushing him to the moon right now. He he's, feels like a superstar. He's an absolute monster, an yeah. absolute small or like short, huge jack monster. Yeah, he is. Um, and one thing with Paige though, so Paige is really good. I enjoy watching him. However, I'm not completely invested in him yet. I'm not. Sold. I, I, that's a lot of the AW crowd. That's the big knock is that they they don't seem to really be buying into him yet. I don't I, I don't just, I just know. can't quite relate yet. I don't Yeah, think. I don't I, I think that he needs some more character development for sure. Yes. Is it cuz he's a cowboy? No, he he's he's a horse. He's he's sea biscuit. Yeah, as NJF taught us at yeah, a Yeah, he's a horse. Um I think I think there out. is some truth into that. I think but I think each week you're seeing more and more. Yes. And I yes. think I, I think if you watch being the elite more, there's more character work that's being put together there. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see them bring that to TV though because Me too, me too. I think asking your audience to watch 
their TV show every week and then be like, well, we have this thing on YouTube too. I think, and I think they'll get there. I think once they start incorporating more of that story-based stuff onto the actual television product, I do think that the crowd will start taking a hangman because he is a very charismatic guy and he's a fantastic worker. I think being the elite would be something that you could put on like a Sunday on night. TNT? Yeah, just as a as like a 30-minute yeah, spot. That's interesting that, you know, yeah. some people, well, late night, you know, like 10 o'clock. But I mean, people to watch. But do give them a lot of credit they are giving you, I mean, not just a lot, a lot of extra content, a lot of extracurricular content, but they're giving you good extra content. That's true. Um, I know that WWE obviously has on the network a ton of extra good content, but that seems to be something they just saturate it, and there's just no time to watch everything, and not everything's yeah. good. Yeah. Um. So like AEW Dark is really good. I really I watched that. I think that's such a cool idea. Yeah, I do too. I, and I, that I really want to see the Janela Moxley or Janela Omega match from last week. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that one. And so yeah, with that with being the elite, I'm sure I'm missing another little special feature. But, yeah. But it's I mean it's it, yeah man amazing. I, I mean to piggyback on asking people to watch more. There's way too much to watch right now. Oh, I know. Yes, you yes. have Impact and you have WWE and all like thousands NWA of NWA all of a sudden. <laughs> NWA's up. You got AEW. Which the old school fans are super hyped for NWA yes, right now. Yes, they are. I watched uh, most of the first episode of Power and uh, it's definitely got a cool aesthetic. It's old school to almost to a fault <laughs> yeah. to where it almost feels like it could it could be a wrestling program from the like early to mid 80s. Uh, but the in-ring action is n- new school enough, to, I think, to attract some not high spot guys because it's not high spot wrestling, right. but it's good sound wrestling. They um, do have a lot of um, former guys that were on TV, like yeah. Trevor Murdoch yeah. and Nick Aldis. Sure. Who, James Storm. Who, James Storm that are good wrestlers. They're just not flashy wrestlers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. Their their whole thing is like. Well, they're trying to be different and appeal yeah. to that one demographic. They're trying yeah, to be appeal to like sixty year olds or tag team. Champions. It's the land of the giants, right? It's that old school, big, burly guys, big manly men. Where the big manly men lose the sixty year old guys. Aldis. Oh, I thought you were talking about Aldis and Tim Storm, and I was like Aldis retained, but I know what you're talking. About. No, all no all. Listen, Aldis is great. I wish somebody would do something and with Aldis. Large. And he's very large. And he's in charge. Where were we? Oh, Britt Baker joins commentary. Uh. uh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it just, it was. She couldn't. She could have not been there, also, and it wouldn't have made any difference. I, she, she has Adam Cole's level of commentary skills, as we learned <laughs> on that super card of honor that we well, watched. Well, he has. And who was it that was on? Oh, um, Allie. Allie was on commentary oh, one of the pay per views. That, yeah, that was that a was double awful. or nothing. She was really bad too. But Pack was actually funny in the Pac second was fun, episode. Uh, yeah. The next episode, uh, uh, Britt Baker was not necessarily. No. Uh, and this is going to be Nyla Rose versus Riho for the inaugural AEW Women's championship uh this match i don't i don't know what it is with people this seems to be the consensus is this was the weakest match on this show not the weakest i thought this was the best ma- i thought this might have been the best match on. i this think show. it started kind of clunky but once they found their rhythm they were on fire my favorite i part, loved this match my favorite part was when riho was trying to stand on nyla's back she and she like, just stood yeah, up she just stood up she just went flying <laughs> yeah she went for a double stomp and Nyla just stood right up. Just a lot of really interesting, fun, unique spots. Really making Nyla look like an animal. Um, there's really people saying. Yeah, there's a lot I, of people don't like. A lot of match. people well, are th- saying th- this, this was the worst match on the. I mean, episode. M- yeah. MJF and Cutler happened. And <laughs> people say are saying this, was, this was like the weakest match on this episode. That's so I, I, strange. I don't buy that, man. I think this, this, this thing is my favorite match on the show. I really, really like, especially the second watching. I really, really liked it. Uh, 
there's one moment when Nyla, she does fall very sloppily outside of the ring, and then Riho goes for a huge diving crossbody, and Nyla Rose just catches her. And she was diving off the top rope to the outside. Yeah. Nyla Rose catches her and slams her down. Uh, back in the ring, there's a huge deep, uh, Death Valley driver for a Nyla near fall. And then we get a beautiful top rope Northern Lights by Riho to Nyla Rose that popped the crowd Which, huge. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you have an issue with that, Luke? Uh, I mean, it's the top rope, so there's gravity, I guess. Listen to him. But uh, he, she's like 90 pounds. <laughs> I know, so. dude. The size difference was staggering yeah. between them. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Riho is able to uh, get capitalized on the Northern Lights. She hits uh, two or three running knees, and that's enough to do Nyla Rose in. And Riho, with the upset victory, is the women's champion. I do not have the time for that. Uh, it was about 15, yeah, 20. Yeah, it was like 15. Uh, I gave it 4.25. I thought Ooh. this match was excellent. I gave You're it high. Three, I gave it three and a half. I think it started off very clunky. But then I, the the like first half was pretty rough, and the second half was really good. Um, I, I don't think it sh- you should be giving it the four stars, but you did. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. You're adorable, so. We do love you. We do love you. You were high on this show, though. Big I time. love this show. Um, I gave it three and a half. No, excuse me. I gave it three and a quarter. Um, the crowd was super behind them. It was a yeah. really fun difference of styles. Uh, I'm surprised that they gave it to Riho first. She's the inaugural women's champion. I was, too, actually. Um, good call. I mean, Big Nyla, upset. Which... which I just didn't think that they would upset Nyla this quick, I, I suppose. Yeah, I, I was uh, pretty surprised by that, actually. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, but I mean, it was a f- damn fun match. Now and- now the real work begins. Yes. You have your champion, yes. now you actually have to get your women's division over, because right now... Uh, I don't see Rio it, having that belt for long. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I do. She's like one of the. The problem is she's one of the only women that's over right now in the, in the entire women's division. True, but... Um, I just think they need to do... Not just more. They need to do a lot more to get their women's division over. It is kind of a mess right now. There's only really four women that have anything going for them right now. Yeah. And one of them just lost the championship match. Yeah. And then didn't show up the week after, which is fine. They don't have to show up. Um, I want to talk about something I didn't like. Yeah. After the match, Nyla was kind of going crazy and Michael Nakazawa came out and he got beat up. Yeah, and then Kenny Omega came out and stopped her. Yeah, I don't think Kenny Omega should have been using that spot. I agree with that one hundred percent. I thought that was just. It. I think that would have been a perfect spot for a Dean Malenko or an Arn Anderson. Yeah, to anybody come else. Out. Agent, I think. Yeah. I think it kind of spoiled like the seeing Kenny Omega on TNT for the first time. I a hundred percent agree because Omega's going to get one of your highest pops of the night. And he did. He got a huge pop, but it was kind of like oh. But, but if he comes out, and I'll I'll get to this in the main event too because I did not like him coming out with the Young Bucks altogether because omega's that guy that can get that that huge pop by himself by himself yeah so i think they missed out on a giant pop and maybe it was time restraints and that's why they came out and they did come out to the being the elite theme song but i just think omega should <laughs> should have been treated more of a this is your first time yeah. wrestling in front of a national audience yes. in america i mean on, on like united states television i guess you know we could all get new japan and all that stuff and art ring of honor but like you know what i'm saying um there's a, there's a large audience that are seen Omega for the first time. That that and it's one of those awkward things where he runs to the backstage and then gets dressed and then comes right back out. For yeah, the match. yeah. So it, so yeah, I, it, it was. Exactly. I totally agree. I thought it was pretty pretty weak. Uh, it just felt random. Like of all the people in the locker room, Kenny Omega. Okay, that and again, I think that would have been a perfect spot for like a Dean Malenko yeah, to make a totally to make totally. a uh, like a cameo. Yeah, totally. Um. Up next, as we alluded to, it is time for the main event. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho and Santana and Ortiz. Lax. Lax. 
Nice. X, well, the, the X lax. The X lax. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I was. We- <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, uh, Moxie gets involved pretty early on. Takes Omega out. They start fighting through the whole through the whole arena. Kind of distracting. Uh, yeah, but the ref doesn't think so. The ref, the the young, ref bucks, and the young bucks don't either. While LAX and Jericho are probably like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they like, okay. fight off, and then there's like this glass table with surrounded by these couches. It's like a little lounge. I just want to tell you guys. I told Zach they're going through this. And Zach, I was like, I was like, there's no way they're going to put him through the glass table. Well, they put him through the glass table. A coffee a table. Paradigm shift right through the glass table. Death Rider, baby. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's actually called the Paradigm Shift in AEW. What's, you, what are they calling the Death Rider then? Uh, it's the same move. Oh. The, but they keep calling it the Death Rider in AEW. No, they call it the Paradigm Shift. Yeah, Maybe if you gentlemen both. rewatch the shows, you know, oh my god, you know what's going nerd. on. Nerd. Um. After that, uh, just a lot of good tag team action towards the end, especially by Jericho, actually, and uh, and Santana and Ortiz. Uh, the Young Bucks try their best. They obviously can't. They get a lot of their stuff in, which is good, but they really can't capitalize on it. Because Matt's they're, Northern Light suplexes, I love man. them, They're dude. so good. I love them. I hope he does them in every match for the rest of his career. I never get sick of seeing them. Never. Um, never. They try their best, but ultimately they come up short. Uh, Jericho hits the Judas effect after a tag team maneuver by uh, Santana and Ortiz, which allows him to get the pinfall on, I believe it was on Nick in how long? Oh shit. Here we go. Uh, 1230, 12 minutes and 30 seconds. And, uh, that's not it yet, but we'll grade the matches and then we'll get yeah, what happened. After. I give this match 3.5. I thought it was a really good main event. Uh, I did have a pretty big issue with the fact that when Kenny Omega disappeared, uh, the ref nor his partners no one cared. cared. I do have quite a big issue with that, but it did lead to a really cool spot. So, you know, I gave it three and a quarter. I thought it was really good. But again, like you said, that was bothering me as well. <laughs> it really was. I, uh, I'm glad Moxley showed up, though. Like, I wanted oh, him yeah. to show up, but I wish it would have taken a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> Santana and Ortiz are fantastic workers. They are. They're so good. They and are. the Young Bucks and them are going to make a lot of money. How together. fun is it to see them on such a big stage now? Like, I love they, it. They deserve it, man. Luke, yes. what do you think? Uh, three and a half. I think the only reason that Moxley showed up so early was because there was like no match besides, I guess, the women's match that was close to 20 minutes. This was 1230. And so you kind of had to get that shit in and develop the rest of the story. Santana yeah. and Ortiz... Uh, I have not watched a ton of them because we were gonna we were gonna do TA, some TNA pay per view next week, baby. Yes, sir. But I guess yes, they're sir. not gonna be there. So yeah, they're not gonna be at that one. <laughs> but like, well, well, before we went off, we were supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So um, missed out on a couple of those. I'm I'm excited to go back and watch them. But they they're really really good. I, I would I would point out you need to go back and watch the LAX. Watch and the whole feud between LAX Lucha, and Lucha, Lucha Bros. And the LAX OGs was good too. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Which is the original LAX Homicide and Hernandez. That was like the Homicide, street brawl. Another NWA guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then after the match, this is when stuff gets uh, interesting. So Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz start beating down on the Young Bucks. They fighting. Uh, yeah, they're fighting all over. Uh, the brawl just continues. Cody. Time out. Cody. Time out. Yeah. I just want you guys to know. Every time Zach says they fighting, I pop a little bit they because fighting, it just dude. cracks me up. And he doesn't just say it on the podcast. I say like, it in the regular. Like life. we'll be sitting there, you'll be like, "My daughters are fighting." Fighting, dude. He doesn't even say the T. It's fighting. They're fighting. Um, oh, they okay. Spite I me. said it different. There's that no time. G I'm sorry. ever. They're fighting. Fighting. There you go. Uh, Cody runs out to save the day, and then Guevara comes out, kicks him in the ding ding, and uh, and here comes Dustin Rhodes to save the day, and they're all fighting, and then here comes Jack Hager, uh, uh, Jake Hager. Thank sorry, you. Thank you. Jake Hagar. I don't know what to call him. The former Jack, Jack Swagger. Swagger, and uh, we the people chants abound. He cleans house and he stands there looking mean. To end the show. And he's mad about those chants. The last thing we see on the show is Jericho, Santana and Ortiz, Guevara, and Jack Jake Jake Hagar. No, Hager. Hager. I know, I know that Jericho calls standing him that, tall. It's Hager though. 
Uh, and that's how we go off the air. So a lot, uh, a really fun tease to go off. I thought this was this was where the money was at the main event. I thought this bit was better than the match, kind of. Uh, I loved it. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Something me and Zach have talked about a little bit today and recently as well. The term WWE reject mm-hmm. has been being thrown around, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's fair. They have, I would say, and I obviously I don't have the AW roster in front of me. I think truly they have two WWE rejects on the roster, which Sean Spears yep. and Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. That's so, it. So can, but you, I mean, even Jake Hager is a former champ, though. Yeah, I know, but he's somebody that was released and that you know yeah, once yeah. his time was served, he was kind of Correct. cast cast out. Same with Spears, but like the notion that they're. Full of WWE rejects, I think, is just misinformation. You Chris Jericho left on his own. Mox- Dustin Rhodes left on his Moxley own. Moxley left on his Cody own. Cody Rhodes, for Christ's sake, left on his own. So, the are these people... I'm getting fired up. Are these people oh, just yeah. supposed to not work after they leave the WWE? Oh, no. It's 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 so bizarre to me that there's this... this and it's it's not just a little bit of people. There's a, a, a significant of amount of people that, I, that I saw are a tweet bashing t- AEW I saw this. a tweet today that said that Jericho's group is half WWE rejects. There's literally which, two people who have been in WWE in the and group. There's, and there's five guys in that group. And so one of them is Jericho, who left under his own accord. Well, stuffy internet fans so, can't do math. I get it with TNA, right? They yeah, were, they, they were bringing too everybody. Yeah. They were bringing in Val Venus, a 80-year-old Kevin Nash. Approximately. But, but you couldn't call like a Kurt Angle or a Christian rejects. No. And you can't call Cody and Jericho rejects. It just doesn't make sense. They, and it's it would hard be to like, call Jake Hager a reject, too, because he's a former champion. Yeah. It would be like the WWE. If it would be like if AEW brought in Kurt Angle now, right? Yeah, like that would be. But this, I mean, it's totally different. And even if, and I told Kyle this today, even if it was going to be a team of WWE rejects, why would that? Why would that automatically be a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. You can make it work. Uh, so squash all those bullshit chats that are going on on Twitter. So what did you give the show as a whole? Oh, the first a solid week? A. I thought it was the perfect way to kick off AEW on TNT. Uh, the fact that we're getting this, like, compare this television product to a de- weekly WWE tele, even a good one, even yeah. a good WWE television product, match quality wise, this blows Raw and SmackDown out of the water. This is pay-per-view level matches throughout the card, and we'll see the same thing in the next episode. I mean, yeah, i I just think it was what a way to introduce your brand to uh, the masses. So I loved it, but I give it a minus. I think it was a very good show. I was in the week two a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I think I, they it was a they knocked it out of the park week one. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also gave it an A minus, low low A minus, just because uh, it it wasn't it wasn't perfect. It what wasn't percentage a were you? What's that? You said low low. What percentage is that? Is that ninety one percent? Ninety point three? I think what? yeah, that's like ninety point one, right? Okay. Is an eighty nine. Wouldn't that be A minus? That's what that's I said. What, that's what he said, dude. Well, oh you, yeah. You could just not listen. To the that's still be an A minus. Yeah. No, I said low A minus. We're good. Okay. I just wanted to know his percentage. But, oh. but it, I mean, they did everything right. Just like you said, they did everything right. This felt so refreshing. This is this is how we remember wrestling, but it's modernized. This yeah. is how we remember good shows being. Yeah. And WWE. Right now with their weekly stuff, it's just making it so much more glaring. Yeah. It's just they're they're just not WWE does this stupid take these stupid gambles and always want to get this swerve. But it's not AEW is proving swerve. it's not that damn hard. No, it's it's, it's common not. sense. You can swerve people and not just make uh boneheaded decisions. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it's I think comparing especially like 
I, we'll compare SmackDown because that's the more comparable show. I mean, NXT is kind of does its own thing. So if you're comparing the main roster, well, NXT's been knocking out of the park. Yeah, they've too. been doing great yes. too. Yeah. Um, but if you want to compare it to SmackDown, I mean, the comparison it's 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 amazing the difference between these two products. I think. And uh, this was evidence of that. Shall we move on to week two? Let's do week it. Week two. This is AEW Dynamite from October the 10th, 2019, coming to us from the uh, 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 Aegis Arena, as, as JR said. Oh, uh, he had a really trouble. From Boston, Massachusetts. You know. uh, they're running a smaller venue, but it, it this crowd was on fire. They were the whole whole show. I was going to say, they were dynamite. Cool looking little arena, too. I, like, I kind of like it when, like... You don't always have to run these big cookie cutter arenas. You know, you can run different looking venues sometime. It was a classy looking place. Uh, we instantly get the announcers running down the card. Very old school, kind of like that. And then we get the tag team tournament video package uh, focusing on the Bucks and Private Party. Very good video package. And that's going to lead into the first match of the tag team tournament. SCU's in the crowd, by the way. Yeah, as well as best friends. But for some reason, we don't see them until after. And we uh, see them for a the hybrid reason. two are also in the audience as well. They just look grumpy. They're not even in the tournament. They're just hanging out. Mad. Um, Me too. This match is going to be the Young Bucks versus the Private Party. Holy moly! Yeah, holy shit! I needed a cigarette after this. This was one of the best TV matches I've ever seen. Man, was it was it Mark Quinn, the bigger one that was jumping out of the ring? Mark Quinn is incredibly athletic. Yeah, he, with the blonde. He, he looked like Michael he, he Jordan. Like, he jumped. He so he did a series of uh, Fosbury flops. I think he did three of them in a row. Yep. The first one he did, he jumped like from halfway. Like, he was halfway in the ring, and he cleared the top rope one of the coolest looking dive spots I've, and he's I've wearing seen. like a cape and shit yes yeah i kept calling him the cape guy yeah cape guy was looking good uh man this match just had it all it had fast spots slow spots it had high flying moves it had grounded moves we got all the young buck stuff we got the northern lights the double northern lights we got maybe i gotta put it out there yeah mark quinn best shooting star press ever I think you might be right, man. Oh man, it's that beautiful. was that was gorgeous. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, at one point, t- this is toward the end of the match. Actually, it's in about the middle of the match. Uh, Cassidy gets power bombed by Matt on the steel ramp, and he sold his back for oh, he the was rest dead. of the match. Yeah, he died. Uh, really good point. I'm, they are yeah, very good. People at that. are saying these tag teams don't sell enough, and these these high flying guys don't sell enough. BS. Cassidy sold his back. The whole, even when he came back into the match, he was selling his back. Uh, he eventually does come back in. He they hit the gin and juice to Nick. He rolls out of the ring. There's a shooting star press by Mark Quinn for a near fall, and then we set up for the Melter driver. Uh, but Cassidy gets involved, and then that allows Mark Quinn to roll up Matt and the Private Party pull the upset and win the match on a roll up. Can I in round one? Can how I ask? long? Uh, it's thirteen fifty. Did either one of you think that was going to happen? No. No, I thought the Young Bucks were going over. This the was a first huge round. upset. Yeah. This, they are made men now. Yeah, Private man. Party just beat the Young Bucks. Yeah. This was a fantastic... This was an NXT TakeOver leveled tag team match. And I'm only comparing it to TakeOver because typically they like to open with a hot tag team match. This would have fit in on any major any, pay-per-view, anything, yeah. any NXT TakeOver pay-per-view. This was that good. If you haven't seen this match, go back and watch it. I'm giving it a 4.75. It was just fantastic. Five more minutes, it's a five-star match. I gave it four and a half. I think with five more, five to ten more minutes, you got a five-star match out of it. Uh, Private Party really impressed me. I, I knew they man. were good. I knew they were great, but this was amazing. Because you know the Young Bucks are going to put a great match every night. Yeah. But these guys just knocked it out of the park. And again, they're made men now. Yeah. I mean, you get put over by arguably the best tag team in the uh, in the world. And yeah. so I gave it four and a half as well. Um, I saw a s- small sample size of Private Party, you know, when AEW was first starting up, uh-huh. and 
I just wanted to see him again. I was just looking forward yeah, they're so to good. when I How would see them again. How have they flown under the radar like that? Oh, my God. What, is, what a grab for AEW. And, yeah, so they are just incredible. And Kyle's right. I mean, they're they're excuse me, one of the faces of the tag team division now, period. And yeah. they, they look very strong. Very, very forward. Strong. Yeah. The Bucks put them over. That's what we were saying earlier about yeah. the elite. Just putting Yeah, man, they over. did. This was excellent. Uh, after that, we go to an ad break. We get picture in picture, which I thought was interesting because if you're going to do picture in picture ads, I thought this was the perfect way to do it because it's not nothing essential happened. Basically, all that you saw was private party celebrating throughout the like the entire arena. Right. It was a nice touch. So you kind of watch that while the ad was. That's going what on. I liked about the picture in picture. Yeah. Like was, I did, the matches going on was distracting, but I liked seeing them celebrating. Yeah. And, stuff. and same with Jericho attacking Cody last week. Like it was an interesting way to do a picture in picture ad break. Um, yeah, so they're just celebrating forever with the crowd. We come back from break. Next is one of the best promos and, of the uh, year. And here comes Chris Jericho. No. This is one of the best promos of all time. Yes. Uh, Chris Jericho comes right. out, and uh, he's got his his groupies with him. And then we find out they're called the Inner Circle. And he continues to cut. And I was telling Kyle this. If the if the Inner Circle become as big as I think they're going to be, this will go down as one of the most impactful and best promos in the history of wrestling. This will be one that you see in like compilation packages for years to come. He perfectly ran through each member of the Inner Circle, why they're a badass, them, yep. why you should care about them. One of the LAX guys yeah. was just going nuts. He would not put his tongue back. Was that Ortiz? Yeah, yeah. It was Ortiz, I yes, believe. Yes, it yeah. was. He yeah. would not put his tongue back in his mouth. He was, he was like the Tasmanian devil, yeah. like you said. I also want to say he Jericho did call Jake Hager the, Jake, the Jake Hagar the the greatest fighter in the world, which is yeah. false. And also he's undefeated though. Yeah, greatest. Uh, and then he also running down the We the People was funny, but Jake yeah. Hager after his first fight did do the We the People in the ring. Okay, you know. But but I love that this was a stupid idea by bad creative. By, by sh- yeah, and was that's not going to happen bad? here, baby. Yeah, uh, he. Shut down the chant perfectly, and he he made that with just a few words each. He made each one of the inner circle just stars. stars. Like he, well, this was so good. That's the thing is, not only was Jericho you know going through and selling each and every member yeah. of the inner circle, he read the crowd, had him in the palm of his hand, and just manipulated them. And then he goes, he transitions to talking about Cody and the entire Rhodes family. And Dustin, he runs yeah. them all down. He says, "I don't like your father, Dusty. Thought he was a jerk." And then I think your brother's a moron, and I'm going to kick his ass tonight. And at the very end of the promo, he said, "Cody Rhodes, I'm going to beat the shit." out of you at yeah. full gear so he plugs the he plugs the pay-per-view he plugs the title match he he did it all you and can tell all entertaining i mean this was cri- like when was the last time you've been able to see chris jericho be unfiltered chris jericho years ever wwf like yeah when he first unfiltered? came into the wwf maybe? i mean dominion right like the new japan stuff he- i guess but this surpassed any of that yes well this was like his you know one of his greatest yeah and ever. like just i'm so excited to see chris jericho running or like be just being in a faction but not yeah. only being in it, but running one. Leading like, I'm it. I'm so He's excited. He's never really had this. a faction yeah, before. He really hasn't. This this was so good. This was amazing. And you know what I really liked about it? Nobody came in to interfere. No, There was no shenanigans. They got their point across, and yeah. then they were out. And that, Very and, good promo. Probably yeah, the year. Excellent. Go back and watch it. It's probably about five minutes long, maybe. It's worth every minute of I've watched time. it four times. Yeah, I've watched it three times, so we're, I'm right there with you. Uh, up next, we're going to get a number one contenders match for uh, next week's AEW Dynamite, and this is going to be Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen. And I've got to say, uh, Darby Allen, and this is, I'll ask this question now because this was kind of the question that I wanted to ask for you. We're guys. asking all of our questions early. That's fine. That's fine. So I was thinking about this, and of so it's kind of like a two two part question. Sure. Who do you see being like the big marketable stars in AEW? 
do you think Darby Allen could be that guy? And then who do you think it is now? And who do you think it is going to be going forward? Well, now it's it's Cody, the Bucks, and Jericho. Like, yeah, and I mean it's always going to be those guys. Yeah, and Moxley as long as they're there and Omega. But some of the guys I think that could be marketable, marketable stars. The Private Party is one of them. Mm-hmm. The Lucha Bros are one of them. Absolutely. Or I guess two of them on each of those. I think you're right about Darby Allen. And I think Joey Janela is going to be one that yeah. once he starts showing up on TV more, he'll be marketable to a fan base because he's just out of control. I could almost see... I in, that right. ja- in that jackass type of I way. I could almost see Darby Allen being MJF. like being like this scrappy yes. underdog. Like I could see kids being into Darby Allen. Like he's kind of edgy. He's mysterious. He's smaller. He he's wears, an underdog. He rides skateboards. Yeah. Like I could see like the rebellious kids like really getting behind him and he could really be that poster boy for them. I mean, I could also see, um, I could also see jungle boy and like Luchasaurus. Ju- jungle yeah, boy, sure. especially. No, I yeah. think you're on the something yeah. with jungle boy. I think that he's going to be extremely marketable because he's just so beloved. That, that the thing I was most worried about with AEW is how they were going to make mainstream stars, and I think they're already getting. They're there. already doing. They're it, already man. getting there, and I think that's that's great to see. As far as this match goes, it was pretty good. Um, I do think it was maybe besides maybe the weakest TV match we'd seen up to this point. No, uh, it wasn't bad. Though. Are you? What are you doing? It wasn't bad. How much are you going to keep putting over that MJF match? It was a good match. This was better than the. This MGM. was the better than the MGM, MJF okay. match. Thank MGM. You. MGM match. Um, da, 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 da. So uh, they fight around for a little bit here. Uh, Alan they is just, fighting. Uh, they're fighting. They're fighting. <laughs> Alan was just too fast for Havoc to keep up with. Uh, but then Havoc clotheslines Alan to the out or not clotheslines suplexes Darby Allen to the outside of the ring from the inside. Brutal scary bump. bump. Yeah, brutal bump that Allen took there. I mean Havoc for that point too. And then Havoc's in control after that for a little bit. And then we get a nice sleeper hold suplex by Havoc after he after he lifts up Allen onto the top rope and puts him in the sleeper. I love a good sleeper hold suplex, and we got a good one there. And then a tiger driver, beautiful tiger driver by uh, uh, Havoc, but Allen gets his hand on the ropes, and then Darby fires back, and then he manages to finally hit the coffin drop, which might be one of my favorite moves. <laughs> I in wrestling love the coffin now. drop, and yes, that's sure. enough to secure the pinfall, and he gets the win in. Uh, ten minutes. Ten. Ten minutes even. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, yeah, I think these are approximations. Yeah. Uh, good match. Three point two five. I'm really excited to see the Jericho Allen match. I gave it three point two five as well. The coffin drop is one of my favorite moves, as I said, and I can't put it over enough. I think Darby Allen is super cool, and he's got a cool story. And I think they need to do a sit down interview with him and Shivani or him and JR. I want to see that so bad because I think there's a lot that they can uncover about his personal life that would make people really big fans. Did you guys see the promo that they put up on their uh, Facebook and YouTube yes. that Allen did? I like. I hope the they put that on TV because. The Jericho really and the Allen one were really good. The Jericho one was just out of control. He the one was, in the locker room? Yeah, he was yeah. just going nuts. He was. Luke, what'd you think? That's what, that's what he's been doing ever since he joined AEW. Yeah. Nuts. Uh, I give it three stars. Um, I I mean, I'm a huge Darby Allen mark at this point. I think everyone that's he's been great. watching him is. Nice. Um, Jimmy Havoc, he's pretty old, isn't he? Like 35. Yeah, he's okay. been around. I don't know what is. Uh, I'm guessing. I do, I do like his moveset, but at the same time, um, he's one of those guys you can tell has to slow down and kind of yeah. limit himself. You don't like him because you don't like punk music. I like punk music. It's pop punk. It was really. nice seeing him like in a regular match that wasn't like a hardcore yes, match. Yes, but at the same time, it makes you realize it that did the show hardcore some of his, is his specialty. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the comparison I'm going to make here, he's obviously way better, but he's kind of like the Sandman in a way where the, where the hardcore matches he's better in because he is getting older. What about it, Raven? Who? Raven? What about Raven? Oh <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, Raven, too. Like, they, they need that hardcore because they are slowing down a little bit. But I think Havoc's great. 
and I think he's going to be a very solid mid card guy for them. Sure, and I'd give I I don't know I just feel like the Raven comparison is a little more fair because Sandman didn't have a move set. Yeah. Um, and both Raven and Jimmy Havoc have a move set, and they both fared just a little bit better in hardcore matches. Yeah. 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 yeah you're not wrong. Uh, up next, the best friends are in the crowd. Well, first we see this like little video of them hugging in a field. It's like a 10 second video and then the camera like pans to them and they're like wiping tears away Chucky D's like this is the best video I've ever seen in my life and then they're like what do you guys think about your chances in the uh, tag team tournament and uh, they say don't ask us ask this guy and they like the Red Sea parts and there's Orange Cassidy with his half thumb up he does the half thumbs up and the crowd ruining wrestling right Joe (laughs) the crowd is so into Orange Cassidy you guys yeah, he's over his health. I hey, love would, Orange would you Cassidy. Stop, would you stop being sick, please? He has sorry, a cold. Sorry, sorry. Jeez. Um, I'm trying to turn it. My, I'm about my to throw off, a pin at Luke. Um, yeah, man, Orange Cassidy, like him or hate him, he is over with this AEW crowd. And, and, and I think their usage of him thus far has been perfect. Yeah, you, don't don't overuse him. He doesn't need to be wrestling. He needs to be wrestling like once a month, tops. I think having him be like the valet for the best friends right now, for now, or the, the six man tags with them, yeah, is the that's like the perfect spot for him. Um, and that's that. Up next, we get Sean's or no, I, this was kind of cool actually. The lights cut out. Jr. is really confused about. It. He's like, "What's going on?" They come back up, and then you have the chairman Hold Sean on. Spears sitting on the ramp. You're skipping a whole you, ass. You match. skipped a match, dude. What match? Oh, I did. I'm sorry. Up next, we have Bea Priestley. So and, this uh, was definitely before the best friends. Yes, I glanced over it. I my notes I, were. Down. I thought I, I wrote them down in the wrong order. No, on my was, notes you're good. Like, you're what? good. Uh, Bea Priestley and Emmy Sakura versus Britt Baker and Riho is next. Uh, so just pretend that the best friends thing happens after this match because it does. Um, Bea Priestley's entrance is really cool. She's awesome. <laughs> she is cool. This match was good. It was okay. Uh, this this was the match I was referring to when the best part of the match happened during the ad break because these ladies were going off during the ad break of this match, during the picture-in-picture. Picture. It was kind of a bummer, but, man, to be there in that arena must have been awesome because they were going crazy. The rest of the match wasn't bad, um, but it just, it again, it's got that women's division problem where these women aren't really being spotlighted the way I'd like to, so the investment for me personally in the match wasn't as there as I would have liked. But that being said, it was a well-worked match. Uh, the end eventually comes when Brits gets this, like, what would you guys call this move she does? What the like the mandible claw crossface thing? Yeah, that's what I wrote down was a mandible claw crossface. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, and it that is I hope she keeps using that. I hope that's her finish now. Didn't they call it something or no? No, they didn't. They they called it a mandible claw something. Yeah, it's gonna be called something dentist related. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, on that note, I think Britt might need a different gimmick or like a personality. Or that's what I've been saying. Something. Yeah. Because I don't think it's a gimmick. I just don't think she has a lot of personality right she's now. She's just not connecting with me and it doesn't feel like she's really connecting with the audience like I thought she would. It feels like she's just the dentist and mm-hmm. like she's not a dentist like Isaac Yankum or anything. Right. But like that's her defining thing. I'm like, glad it's not like Yankum though where it's oh, like the whole yeah, thing. Oh yeah me too. That, and cheese that and goofiness. Bad, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just that she needs a little something more. She's... <sighs> That's just a tough, tough gimmick. She's to get a really over. good worker. She just it. Uh, something's missing. If you aren't super charismatic, a, a weird gimmick like that's tough to get over. Yeah, um, I believe it's Sakura gets the submit here, of course, which makes sense. And uh, I don't buy her, by the way. Sakura, I'm, me I'm either, Sakura. man. I don't like the Freddie Mercury. I thing. know that she's like a very experienced and a very uh, well rounded wrestler. wrestler. She actually like trained Riho when Riho was nine years old, which is fascinating to me. Uh, and I know she's no very. She's loss. a good worker. Yeah. <laughs> 
truthfully, <laughs> right? Uh, but it just, yeah, it does feel like, again, she needs something. The, we, the women's division in general just needs something. Uh, I gave the match three stars because it wasn't a bad match. Uh, it's just, man, having to watch that ad break like killed me. Cause I'm like, why couldn't we be seeing this full screen? Because they were really like, they were cross bodies. There were tag team cutoffs, uh, near fall pin saves. Like there was a lot going on during that ad break. Uh, I tried my best to pay attention to it, but it did hurt it just a little bit. Uh, still three stars. It was a three star match. I gave it two and three quarters. I mm-hmm. thought it was good. I don't think it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I don't like this Freddie Mercury gimmick. It just it just kind of bothers me, but I'm very excited for Baker and Presley's uh be a Priestley Priestley sorry, their one on one match me too. when it comes up. Me too. I mean that's really all this match made me want. Yeah, I mean yeah. I think that's kind of what it was designed to do. Sure. Well, yeah. But we are getting Britt Baker versus Riho now on Wednesday Next, yeah, for the week. title. So I guess the win helped both ladies there. Um, two, they did. Two. There was a little bit of fighting after the match between Priestley. Can I give my rating, please? Baker. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Two and three quarters. Okay. There you go. Uh, yeah, and then that's that. And now we get the best friends thing, and then the lights cut out, and then uh, they come back up. Sean Spears is sitting on the entrance ramp with his chair. He gets up and comes out, and behind him is Tully Blanchard. Love him. Uh, Pac is on commentary. Uh, his reasoning for being there is that he is mad that he's not getting a title shot uh, before Darby Allen or Havoc, for that matter, being in the mix. Uh, he actually had a pretty good point, and uh, there was a little bit of post-match scrum as well. Uh... And this is, of course, Sean Spears versus John Moxley. Um, what do you guys think of Tully so far being in the mix? Here? I like it. I like it a lot. I think it gives. Listen, I don't think Spears has a ton of personality. He has a little bit, but I think Tully kind of adds some personality to him. And I think Tully can help him get to that next level as yeah. a, as a heel. But Tully's super annoying sometimes, which is probably the point. The point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm, I'm surprised I'm at how much he still does. Like he's still, yes. he's not afraid to get physical, dude. He's totally fucking Blanchard. Yeah, though. man. You ask you ask any old school fan, and he's just an Iron Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you, um, Sean. Sean Spears. Yeah. I mean, I besides him just bashing Cody with a chair and having the most brutal spot of AEW thus far. Um, I, I, I hate to say it, but he's kind of just like he's kind of yeah. slotting into that same spot he was in in yeah. WWE. Just I that think mid, he's a little bit higher. I think he's than a that. career mid card, which is fine. Well, by no, the way, he just needs to be in a feud that means something because the Cody one was over like that. Yeah, and yeah, that Cody one when when they were building up to it, he looked like a superstar. Yeah, All, the only reason they did that was so that he could be get his chairman gimmick <laughs> over. Really. I do yeah, think he looked much. good in this match against Moxley. Yes, yeah, so it made um, it look tough. They, these guys, Strong. of course, just beat the hell out of each other. Uh, there's a DVD, uh, Death Valley Driver, onto the barricade by Spears to Moxley at one point. That was pretty awesome. Tully keeps getting involved. Tully was slammed Moxley's head on the steps. I know. We get a running knee to Spears for a near fall, then a tiebreaker for a Spears near fall. They didn't call it that, obviously. And also, then, Pac is on commentary this whole time. Yeah. he's He doesn't say a ton, but he's just really bitter and mad he, that he's, he's not he's, getting he the title rants. shot. Yeah, he just, he just wants a title shot. Mm-hmm. He's kind of playing this, I'm overlooked. Yeah. He, it's kind of like a, a Raven like character yeah like, sure what yeah. about me like why are well, he kind of like, has a point too. and he's winning like every match yeah um but you guys liked his commentary a little bit more than i did his accent man is just so <laughs> i know luke couldn't stop hey, talking hey, about hey, his hey. accent i just i just want to point so something else thick. you that? also completely hated conrad's accent at first until you started listening yeah but so, i mean so i'm not just gonna, gonna get to used pa- to it yeah that's true but i mean at the same time conrad's wasn't hard to understand or listen like listen to it was just so you just don't like foreign people we're getting to the root of the problem here, fellas. <laughs> welcome, welcome to my therapy session. Oh man, um, 
What what you give the match as a whole? Uh, so Moxley wins after he hits the paradigm shift onto uh, Spears. Death Rider. And I gave the match three point two five stars. I also gave it three point two five. I really really liked that match, but it started off kind of slow again. Yeah. And but when they were brawling on the outside, they were beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, they were. I love it. I think I also loved Moxley's sweatshirt. That was the Dean Ambrose T-shirt. Yeah. Except it said Mox, and I think it said Unhinged and yeah, Violent something or something like that. Like yeah. That. Very cool. cool. It's for Very sale, cool. by the way, on ProWrestlingDeans.com. Love it. Plug. Uh, three and a quarter. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one. Do you struggle to get that big out? Time, big time. To, well, reading is hard. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been there. I went to school. <laughs> nice. Um, but I think that every single Moxley match we're going to see is going to be potatoes. Yeah. I mean, he's going back to the roots, right? And he's just beating the hell out of people and getting yeah. the hell beat out of him. Uh, before we get into the post-match, we should get into what is currently going on with him in New Japan. Uh, unfortunately, oh, yeah. he's unable to make it to the King of Pro Wrestling pay-per-view that they're having. Listen, you people on Twitter saying that <laughs> AEW doesn't want him to job, there was a damn typhoon. Yeah. And damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. So <laughs> I got the reference. So uh, they have vacated the U.S. Good. title. So we'll see what the relationship is between Moxley hey, can and we, can I Can I bring something else up? Yeah. How crazy is it that Lance Archer is such a star over he there? He is so over in Japan, dude. And TNA it's crazy. and WWE, he was nothing. And he's just a star now. I know. Um, so we'll see what happens with Moxley in New Japan. I don't anticipate you'll see a ton more dates with him over there just because he is working weekly TV now. Um, so kind of a fizzle out end to a sh- short, decent run for Moxley in New Japan. Yes. Uh, with uh, Meltzer gave one of his matches five stars. It was the Ishii one, I believe yep. in the G1. He had a good G1. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Other than that, we'll see what happens after the match. Um, this o- is sick. Omega comes out. He has two barbed wire weapons. He's brandishing one in each hand. One's a bat. One's a broom. Cause it? he's the Cause cleaner. He's cleaner. cleaner. Uh, he Which, tosses Moxley the bat. The week before he did use the broom in the fight. Yep. Not the broom, the mop. Sorry. Uh, Correct. He tosses the bat to Moxley and he walks toward him with the broom. It looks like we're about to get a duel, but then, uh, Pat that comes bastard. up, that bastard, and he hits Moxley in the head, or not Moxley, I'm sorry. He hits Omega, Omega in the head with the hard part of the chair, like sideways style. Yeah. And uh, then he leaves. Uh, Moxley thinks about attacking. A, a defenseless Kenny. Uh, he doesn't. I guess he decided to have morals. He got morals. mad. At, he got mad. He got mad, Pat. yeah. So I guess he decided to have morals. Last week he's putting him through a glass table, but this week he... Uh, but it's because he got to do it on his own yeah, volition. Um, so he's, he's an anti-hero. I think we all can see that, right? That, uh, yeah, he's definitely like a gray area guy, which is perfect for him, by yeah. the way. Uh, so we'll see. That's going to keep stewing. So good to keep that going. I kind of like Moxley in this stone cold... Me too. Like, man. no exactly. heel, no face. Me too. Badass. Uh, up next, we're going to get the main event of the evening. Dustin Rhodes, Adam Page versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Uh, this was a, another good tag team main event for AEW. I like that they are doing these tag team matches. It yeah. gets everybody involved. I think until you really, I think it's the right thing to do until you really start getting more one-on-one rivalries right. fleshed out. And I think it's a good way to do a lot with a little time. It's also a way to showcase certain guys and build uh-huh. certain guys. So, so Guevara is getting built in this match. Yeah, and like last week it gave LAX the exposure uh-huh. and it gets Adam page in there. People get to see Dustin Rhodes. Again. Yeah. Exactly. Dustin yeah. doesn't have to work a whole match by himself. Yeah. And it just feeds from the angle from last week. There's a lot of good going on here. I do want to say these last two weeks. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no. Go ahead. Um, but AEW is showing you how to get everyone on TV. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if they're not wrestling. Yeah. How to get everyone on TV. Little tiny best friends video package. Yep. Bam. They're very good at getting people on TV. Um, I, would, I will say they're Jericho and Guevara wearing those inner circle shirts already. Good looking shirts. Uh, so many people wanted to buy them that they crashed for WrestlingTees.com. I'm going to eventually buy one, but they're I just cool. got they're cool. caught up with stuff this week. Um, We're going to cop. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed this match for sure. Uh, man, it, they mentioned it on commentary, but uh, the Dustin Rhodes, uh, Adam Page tag team really, really worked for me. I thought they had fantastic chemistry. They were working really well as a tag team. I wouldn't mind seeing more of that, actually. Um, eventually, though, Hager lays out Rhodes while the ref is distracted after he takes out Page with a stiff big boy clothesline. Uh, then he lays out Rhodes, which allows Chris Jericho to hit the Judas effect on him as he recovers. A good-looking Judas which effect, they're too. putting that move over yeah, they to are. the moon. They, I just want to also point out there was a code red by Dustin in there, and then he almost yep. got the shattered dreams yeah. in there. Yeah. So they gave mm-hmm. Dustin his spots, and they gave Adam Page his spots. Uh-huh. Yeah, both guys got to look good Page here. Page is athletic, man. Oh, yeah, he is. He, uh, yes. He's amazing. He hit a moonsault to the floor and a running shooting star press in this match. Yeah. And, like, he's kind of a bigger guy. He's got such a good standing shooting big. star. He's probably, like, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, yeah, he was on fire here, and then Jerry Jericho, of course, gets the pinfall on Dustin. Smart decision if you're going to have Jericho go over. Uh, thought it was a solid main event. Again, let's do the star rating, then we'll get to the post-match. Looks, makes Guevara look good. Yeah, I gave it 3.5. Uh, again, just another solid tag team main event. I gave it 3.5. It was a really good match. It was just, it got everybody got their stuff in. Everybody looked good. And it's putting over Paige and Guevara because I'm glad Paige didn't take the loss. Yeah, same. All across the board, baby. 3.5. And and Bye-bye. One thing, one thing that has just blown my mind since... WWE's, or I guess since Dustin left WWE or whatever, is just how good and consistent he's been. I know. I mean, consistent. I, I think a lot of time off really helped him, too. Huge. And, and they're not working him every week, so he's Also, got... he's like in the best shape of his life. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hilarious. Um, And then, so after the match, let's get to that, because there's a lot of stuff going on here. Lots of it. Big brawling. A lot of big brawling going on here. Uh, Hager and Paige brawl to the back, which leaves Dustin all by himself. He gets starts getting beat up. The lights go down. They come up, and the Sabu entrance goes to Cody here, because he's in the ring. Uh, and then Santana and Ortiz run in and they ambush Cody. And then MJF comes out with a chair. Uh, Ortiz and Santana are holding uh, Cody. And Jericho's screaming, hit and him. Jericho's screaming, hit him. It looks like MJF is going to, but of course he doesn't. It's a fake out. The crowd goes wild. Yeah. He starts beating up all the inner circle. And then he just smugly poses in front of the camera. He's so smug. I, I love it. I got to tell you, um, I, I've heard complaints about how they can't tell if MJF is a heel or a face. He's a heel. That only likes one person. Yep. He only likes Cody Rhodes. And soon enough, he'll just be a heel. Yes. Yep. yep. So there's a slow burn coming, and I'm telling you guys, trust it. Yeah. Uh, he turns. He celebrates a little too long. I like this. So he turns around, eats a code breaker right away. Then the young bucks run in. Uh, they all start beating each other up. Jericho starts to leave. Uh, and then Darby Allen skateboards down the ramp oh. and takes out Chris Jericho uh, to a huge pop. This dude felt like one of the biggest stars on this show when yep. he came out uh, at the end of the show. It was awesome. And then then Jericho called him a bitch. <laughs> Jericho said, it's your funeral, bitch. And then he says he's going to beat Cody up at full gear bitch. and he leaves uh, with the rest of the inner circle. So, yeah, they didn't quite stand tall this time. So you're kind of trading off. You're making both groups look strong. I think this is a really smart way to pair off each guy or each team with their individual uh rivalry so it looks like you may might have the young bucks going off with santana and ortiz uh it looks like maybe guevara and page and... maybe well what about darby well darby's wrestling chris jericho oh right 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 right, right. but i mean after yeah. that he who knows where he could go so you have a lot of options there i give the show an a as well i i give it an a as well i thought it was better than the first week actually i do i do as well i think the wrestling wasn't 
on the same level, but I do yeah, think there was a lot the more storyline development. Yeah. I think that you got did a lot more with storylines, which is I'll take that trade off. It was still good wrestling. I mean, it was still above average TV wrestling. Uh, I'm interested to see how long they can keep up this match quality. Are for you it. just mad that Color versus MJF was on the first show, and not this one? And that's why probably you said the wrestling wasn't better. Probably um, a minus as well. I mean, yeah, it was exactly what you said, and it was exactly what I was going to say. <clears throat> the wrestling wasn't as good, but God, the pro- the promos and character work were amazing. Yeah. For sure, and they that's did, how we they did the it air. right again. Two weeks um, in a row, yay! The card for this week's episode is stacked. We should get a lot more character development, a lot of really good matches. I mean, so we're two weeks in, right? What are your guys' thoughts on AEW, like as a whole and going forward? Is this sustainable? <laughs> Do you think they're doing it? Do you think they're going to make it happen? Is this going to be a a big deal? For Listen, it's sustainable. WCW yes. and WWF were able to do it for a very long time with very good shows, and mm-hmm. they and and I think it's important to remember that the flagship brands aren't going head-to-head against each other right either in this and case. i also want to say when wcw and wwf were doing it their their roster in in terms of stars were better like the the name value but the wrestlers were not as good not even yes. close yeah so i think they'll be able to sucker us in with the wrestling instead of the character work that the attitude era did. yeah because here's here's the thing man it's sustainable because think about how many people we haven't seen on the show yet yeah we <laughs> haven't seen we haven't seen a boy and his dinosaur Nope. We've ba- we barely seen the Lucha Bros. Yep. Yeah. Haven't seen the Lucha Bros wrestle yet. Um, haven't seen the Dark Order once. They've been yeah, absent, gone. Which is strange. Uh, there's Lots, a lot. Yeah. Other tag teams, other women wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen a good amount of your women's division. Allie hasn't showed up yet. Right. Uh, Brandy Rhodes has only come out with Cody. She hasn't cut any promos or anything. We haven't seen Awesome or Aja Kong. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot kind of up in the air. Like they, they, they st- I think they're doing a great job at cycling their talent through. They're getting the big important pieces in every week and they're letting some of the other people kind of do their thing. I think I'm with you guys. I mean, I was on the fence about how successful this was going to be. I do hope, and I know that playoff baseball is a big thing. I do hope we see the ratings come up. I, I want to see them crack 2 million really bad. Uh, and hopefully we'll see that in the next few weeks. Maybe they'll have a night where there's no games going on. I'm sure it'll happen. We'll get begin to the world series soon. So uh, we'll see that. I, I do think it's sustainable. I'm really excited to see where they go. So Hell yeah. So next week we're going to be doing bound for glory. 2019. <laughs> yeah. I'll run through it before we get to our voicemails. We got Brian Cage and Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Championship. Mm. Ken Shamrock and Moose. Michael Elgin versus, I'm going to butcher this, Naomichi Mawafuji? (laughs) Come on, Zach. Help us out here, buddy. No, that's not the name. Oh, you're holding it in. Well, anyway... Then we have the I, I think it looks right to me. The then we have the, the Rascals versus Dr. Wagner Jr., Aerostar, and Taurus. Then we have Taya versus Tanile Dashwood, which is the former Emma. Then we have a intergender ladder match for the Impact X Division Championship. Jake Crist, Tessa Blanchard, Daga, Ace Austin, and TBA. That should be fun. A Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. I don't know who's in that. And a three-way tag team match for the Impact Tag Championships. The North versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack versus Rhino and Rob Van Dam. I am so excited. This is our first wow. current Impact show ever. And it's our first uh, TNA slash Impact show since we've been back. I'm it's going to be a good one. I'm going to be super lost during that show. There's a lot of names on Well, you got a week seen. to start watching some Impact, I hope pal. that it would be nice if they put out like a, like a little, like, here's everything you need to know going in video, kind of like AEW's been doing. If they do that, definitely check it out. Uh, I'll I'll plan on watching the Go Home Show tomorrow just to kind of get caught up. I have been watching it here and there, but uh, definitely want to get caught up with their product because it's good right now. And, and that's uh, on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Bound for Glory should be great. With that being said, we have four voicemails this week. Uh, so thank you for that. We had one this morning, and you guys just started getting them in and getting them in. So we appreciate wink, wink. all of you. First up is the real DZ himself, Dakota Zankner. 
and he has some thoughts about the dub dub e that he's going to get double you double you the double you double you e e it's gonna take forever to load again but we'll uh, better hurry up we're gonna be fighting well i don't want to start fighting anybody here hey big boys body slams this is once again your pal say it with Uh me the real DZ and professional wrestling. Yeah. And this time, I've got a bone to pick with the WWE. Yeah. Themed pay-per-views. There are too many of them. Mm. Sure. TLC. Hell in a Cell. The Royal Rumble. And even Money in the Bank. The only one in my mind that belongs is the Royal Rumble in January. Put TLC back on WrestleMania... Give us Hell in a Cell at a Bad Blood and Unforgiven, something like that. And give us TLC whenever you feel like it. In my opinion, it makes the writers lazy and it's a little irritating for hardcore fans. What are your thoughts, big boys? All right. uh, I'm with him. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with you. The only one that should stay is the Royal Rumble and Survivor Series. And I've absolutely, I've actually, we've talked about this before. That's one thing I can take credit that I have said that before is that Hell yeah. in a Cell. I mean, just the super gimmicky pay per views are unnecessary. Yeah, especially when well, look at like ext- not everyone has the gimmicky match on it. Look at Extreme Rules. Uh, was that this year? I think it was this year. Like there was only like one Extreme Rules match on the whole card. So stupid. What's the point? Stupid. And I miss I miss names like No Mercy. I know. And like Bad Blood was another Bad one. Blood, How much yeah. more did Hell in a Cell mean Judgment when Day, you know you vengeance. didn't have a Hell in a Cell? I also do think they Great sh- Balls of Fire. Nope. I do think they should keep the Elimination Chamber, though. I do like the Elimination Chamber. Name it something but different, like just, New Year's Revolution exactly. or something. You can just have the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, that's true. It. it does, it does uh, help the creative team avoid uh, creativity, which we know that they're not the best at. Have money in the bank uh, at WrestleMania, both matches. And the crazy thing is, like, hey, you know that you're sitting on all this intellectual property from WCW still, right? Why don't you bring back Halloween Havoc? Bash of the Beach. Bash of the Beach. <laughs> That was, that was quick. Fall Brawl. I like it. I like Spring it. Stampede. Don't bring that one back. Nope. I like that. Uh, but I agree, Yo, Dakota. I think Hog it's... Wild. Yes, Hog Run Wild. Wild. WCW NWO sold out. Yeah. You could. Uh, but I agree, Dakota. Thank you for calling in. I think it's it's time for these to go. I mean, I don't think they're going to because... It's lazy. Whatever. Uh, it's just laziness. Yeah. Uh, not to imply that these people aren't busy, but still. You know what I mean. So thank you for calling in. Up Great next is Kiefer. Of fire. Uh, he's not tinkling this week. I know that much, so that's good. Mm-hmm. By the way, he was filling a bucket, he said, not tinkling. With his urine. Yeah. What is going on, BBBS crew? Ooh. Sorry about pissing you guys off last week. Oh, zinger. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling in today because I am just sick and tired of Charlotte Flair. I know she's a great athlete. She's a great performer, but I just cannot get behind her. And I don't know if there's something wrong with me or if she's just not for everyone. I love Ric Flair. He's one of my favorites of all time. But Charlotte is just not doing it for me, and I don't know what it is. She gives me that Roman Reigns feeling where she's constantly just shoved in our faces and told, and we're told to believe that she's the greatest of all time. I just can't get behind it. That's the end of my rant. Thanks, guys. I love the pun, well, first of all. Yes, yes. That was hilarious. I love you. And the chuckle at the end killed me. So I'm um, torn on this um, because I, I'm kind of with you in a way. Like, 
I don't need to see Charlotte winning the WWE SmackDown Champion Women's Championship on every pay-per-view. Like, maybe once a year is enough on a pay-per-view for her to win the title. She doesn't need to be winning it multiple times a year. I do think she's 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 not being done any favors with how aggressively they push her. She is maybe the greatest talent. I think wise. she's the greatest women's wrestler of all time. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, easy. Definitely. But I do think that WWE can, you know... Give her a few weeks off every once in a while. Well, just tap the brakes a little bit. My on the biggest thing over. is she's been fine for me lately until Hell in a Cell when she randomly beat yeah. Bailey. She just she's also been flopping from face to heel, and yep. she should never yeah, be a face. She never. should. Ne- you're totally right. She is one of, has some of the best heel work in of a woman ever. Uh, and even in when WWE. she's a face, like she still demands that queen treatment. Yeah, so it's um, it's it's conflicted. So I can kind of understand where people are coming from, but. Yeah, the Hell in a Cell thing, it just speaks to my frustrations with her booking, where it's just a completely random match uh, on a completely random show, and she just has to win the title. Well, and and Bailey's got the title back already. Yeah. Right? But I, I think it's like, oh, well, there's Rick's record. Uh, we got to uh, have Charlotte catch Let's just randomly, up. yeah, yeah, let's Man, just get another one. She'll have 40 here. reigns before she retires. The she's she's going. at 10 now, right? I know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. I do think she is supremely, endlessly talented. I just... Uh, wish they'd backpedal a little bit and make her heal. And uh, I agree. Then she'd be the perfect character. Up next, Tony Mills. We have a new caller this week, so this one's very exciting. It's always fun to hear from a new fan. I'll, I'll try not to roast you too hard. I usually roast new new callers. I get some flack oh, for that. Oh, you talk so tough. I'm sure I'll find a reason to roast him. What up, Tony? Oh, sorry. It's Tony Millis. I said Mills. I apologize if I mispronounce your name. First time caller, been watching for a while, for a little over a month now. Um, must say, I kind of agree with most of the things you guys said about the Hell in the South pay-per-view. The show started off good, went downhill from there. Um, as per the main event, the match wasn't as bad, I don't think, as what most people thought it was. Uh, I know everybody just wanted to see The Fiend win the title. But Vince kind of painted himself in a corner, in his own corner, by putting The Fiend in this title match in the first place, in my opinion. Uh the Fiend doesn't need to be in a championship match this early on, and we just nobody was going to be happy with what happened. Um, I enjoyed the show, enjoyed the draft. You guys did good with that. Oh, another thing I want to mention: How can you leave Macho Man Randy Savage out of the picture when you're talking about greatest intercontinental champion? I mean, come on, guys. Thanks. Our bad. Yeah, we messed up. <laughs> Sorry. We have admitted to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not the first person to call us out on that either. Rightfully so, rightfully so. Uh, as far as your the main bit there, uh, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have been in that match if he wasn't 100% going to win. It was too soon probably to have him win it anyways. Uh, it, I, I don't know what they're doing, man. I've been saying it every week, but they jumped the gun way too soon with him, and they put him in an unwinnable situation, and when he didn't win, they... They made their bed and now they have to sleep in it. You know, I guess that's all you can really say about it. Uh, it is something we'll probably be talking about for a while because it has rocked the wrestling world. Uh, yeah, they just they shouldn't have booked the match. And nope. going back to our subject matter earlier, I, we we're trying really hard not to seem like straight AEW fanboys. It's hard right now. It is hard right now. WWE is not doing us any favors. Um, but right now, that's just the easiest thing to draw a direct comparison to. Um, so don't don't feel like we're just shitting on WWE for the sake of putting over AEW. 
It's just right now that is the merit of yeah. of each show's. The work. next time WWE does something wonderful, we will be we will comment on it and we'll be right there to look. Well, we at, expected them to do something wonderful last yeah. Sunday. We were fully we were ready. Yeah, we were ready to see it. But. We'll see what happens. We'll be doing Survivor Series, yeah. obviously, and hopefully they give us a show worthy of talking about there. Um, one more voicemail. One more voicemail. This one's from Powell, the podcast. Aaron May. Aaron. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, fellas, this is Arn. I got a question for you. As AEW gets going and goes further down the line, what's the next title you think they're going to reveal? Maybe like a mid-level title like the Intercontinental or the U.S. title or possibly a hardcore title? What's the next direction you think they go since they have the championship, heavyweight championship? Okay. Hello? Uh, is that actually where it ended? Yeah, well, there was a little bit left, but my, it decided to stop playing. Uh, Aaron, turn down your TV, buddy. <laughs> I think they're going to have a TV championship. Yeah, I was about to say, speaking of TVs. I think TV title. Um, I don't hate the idea of a hardcore title, like you mentioned. Um, I just don't know how that fits into the wrestling atmosphere today. In, today's, in, today, in 2019, I don't know how a, a hardcore title fits into a major cable promotion. I would be interested in it. I just don't know if that's something they do. Uh, but I think a TV title is the most obvious one. Uh, and I think you'll see that not super soon. Uh, maybe in the next six months. I think they need to develop their mid card uh, a little first. And I think they will. Uh, but I think a TV title is the most obvious choice. TV title or some form of um, intercontinental. Like they have just come up with another name for it. Yeah. Like uh, worldwide or some crap. Like yeah, that. yeah. The, the all elite title. Well, well, that would be like the million elite, dollar elite. Delete. What's going on? Are you okay, man? I'm out. Of you're, you're ready. You're ready for this. Um, I, I just want to say we might not have the biggest community in the world, but we have some of the smartest Die wrestling hard, fans son. out there. I love these calls. Let's keep them coming. Next week we got Impact Wrestling for you guys. It's going to be a fun show. I'm excited to talk about Impact again. Uh, until then. Let's do it for AEW. Too Too sweet. sweet. See ya.